Welcome to the second episode this week of Sweet Sports Talk. This one will be about weeks 12 and 13 of the NFL. Um, I apologize for having to re-record this, but when I was looking over the final audio file, we had a bunch of rain when I recorded this, and it just, you could hear it throughout the podcast, and, you know, I, I didn't want to put it out there with a bunch of rain in the background. Um, so I'm re-recording this, and, you know, it might be a tad shorter of what the original file was, and, um, yeah, I mean, weeks 12 and 13 in the NFL, you know, there were some good games, so let's start in week 12. So one of the games I want to kick off on this podcast episode is uh, week 12, the Cowboys and the Giants. Now, the Cowboys and the Giants have been rivals for years, and this is like one of the one times they have to play on Thanksgiving against each other. But the Giants, you know, you know, the Cowboys came out and played good. I'm just surprised that the Cowboys only won by eight points. Now, usually the Cowboys have been pretty good since Dak Prescott's been back. They've been averaging 33 points a game. I know it's five off the average that he's been putting up, but, you know, the, just how close that game was. It, it, In my opinion, the Cowboys should have been up by at least three scores against the Giants. The Giants were flat on Thanksgiving Day, and the Cowboys' defense allowed them into this game, and... The one reason I'm talking about it is because this is not a usual Cowboys win. This is more like, you know, a medium win. I mean, the Cowboys played so badly that they could have let the Giants back in the game and they, the Giants could have walked out of there with a victory. So, you know, it's just one of those surprising games where the Cowboys didn't perform at their best and still won. So that's kind of why I'm... So that's why I started the epi- podcast episode on that game specifically. Now let's move on to some of the other Week 12 games. Now the one I really want to talk about is the Chicago Bears-New York Jets game. New York Jets had Mike White, and Mike White came out there and balled. You know, they benched uh, the current quarterback, Zach Wilson, just due to his you know inability of getting the Jets victories this year. So they decided, you know what, let's switch it up put Mike White in. Well, Mike White went out there and balled, and a lot of his uh, teammates were very happy of how he performed. They won 31-10 to in a what was basically a rout of the Chicago Bears. Now, Mike White's been, you know, with the Cowboys, so I've seen what he can do. You know, he's a good quarterback. He's not great, but he's good, and he can, you know, fill in if you need to. And Mike White just shows, you know, sometimes, you know, you need a game to shine, and that game he did. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if the Jets re-signed him this offseason because of how good he did in that one game. But, you know, Mike White is, you know, probably going to be the most talked about backup QB this offseason because there's going to be a lot of teams that might want him, you know, to back up their starter. So it's just another storyline that you might see this offseason. I just wanted you to be aware about. The next game I want to talk about is the Jacksonville Jaguars coming back against the Baltimore Ravens when the Ravens had the game secured. Now, the Ravens had a good lead going into the fourth quarter, and, you know, it. their defense is really solid. I mean, this was just probably an off week for them. But they allowed the Jacksonville Jaguars to get back in the game, and um, it, it was just surprising because that's not a John Harbaugh performance from his team. John Harbaugh is basically 
somewhat their defensive coordinator slash head coach. And John Harbaugh usually has a solid defense. This Ravens team is aggressive blitzing, and, you know, they have a good secondary. But somehow the secondary just, you know, wasn't themselves that week. And, you know, it's the reason they lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars. They took advantage of it and got a couple of good touchdowns near the end of the game. And, you know, it's just one of those games where it's kind of an off week for the Ravens. They're still going to be a probably a playoff team in the wild card, but the Ravens you, you got to get it together. I don't know what happened in that matchup against the Jaguars. The next game I want to talk about is the Raiders winning overtime over the Seahawks in Week 12. Now, that was a very interesting matchup because this was a shootout from the get-go. I mean, it was like almost every other possession, both teams were scoring. And, you know, the Geno Smith has been one heck of a QB for the Seahawks this year. If you haven't seen, if you haven't seen him play, go watch some of his highlights this year. He he'll probably win Comeback Player of the Year in the NFL. I mean, you know they traded Russell Wilson in the offseason and they basically named him the starter, and he has delivered for the Seahawks. So, if you want a team to you know bet on possibly or you know root for in the playoffs, if your team doesn't make it, I would root for the Seahawks because Geno Smith is a humble guy and. He's finally getting another chance to start in the NFL, and he's succeeding. But, you know, it was just a very weird game where, you know, it was a defense optional. I mean, neither defense could really stop the other team's offense, and it led to a shootout that went into overtime, and the Raiders came out on top, and, you know, it was a great game from both teams, but, you know, it was just one of those games where it was just an offensive shootout. The next game I want to talk about is... In week 13, we're moving to week 13 now, um, is the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Detroit Lions. Now, if you know the Detroit Lions, you know, they've had a rough start to the season. Dan Campbell, you know, he's one heck of a guy, but, you know, when you lose your first four out of five games, it's just, it looks bad. But all of a sudden now, the Lions have come back and are now in position to be a wildcard team. They won 40-14 to in just a huge rout at home. And, I mean, if you want to be a team that's heating up right now, it's a good time, and the Detroit Lions are now a couple games back of getting into the wild card in the NFC. Now, they still got week 14, 15, 16, and 17 left. But the Detroit Lions are heating up at the right time, and I would hate to be on their schedule, you know, in week 14. I mean, the Detroit Lions are... Possibly the hottest team in the NFC right now, other than the Cowboys. Cowboys are dominating, but, you know, the Lions, man, they're on fire. The second game I want to talk about, and it's kind of a funny story of how it happened, but is the Washington Commanders and the New York Giants. So if you don't know, um, the World Cup is going on over in Qatar right now, and, you know, Soccer fever has hit the United States at an all-time high whenever the USA makes it into the men's FIFA World Cup. And so, you know, the New York Giants coach, he had a chance to win the game in overtime and, you know, beat the Washington Commanders. But no, he decides, you know, just because it's the World Cup right now, let's go for a tie. And, you know, he didn't kick the field goal to win the game. And that was a huge disappointment for a lot of fans that were at that game, you know, I, I know you want to, you know, be in spirit with the United States soccer team, 
but you don't go for a tie in the NFL in overtime. You go for the win. I, I don't care if it's the World Cup going on or it's, you know, you just never play for a tie in sports. And that just baffled me uh, from the New York Giants coach, and I had to mention it in this podcast. i got a couple more games I want to mention, and one of them is not the Cowboys route of the Colts. I mean, that was expected. You know, I wasn't expecting all those points to come in the fourth quarter, but, you know, the Cowboys were supposed to route the Colts on Sunday night. The two games I really want to talk about are the Broncos and the Ravens, and then, you know, the Browns and the Texans. I'll get to that in a second. You know, I I, I love the Ravens, but I'm just surprised they got out of the game winning 9-10. Um, for those who don't know, Lamar Jackson went down mid-game because someone took a uh, tackle at his knee, and it bruised up, and, you know, he's week to week now, but, you know, I... Huntley came into the game and he really helped, um, you know, move the ball downfield. But you know they had to punt the ball a bunch of times because you know the offense wasn't used to him being at QB. But you know he really helped keep the Ravens, you know, winning the game by you know moving the ball downfield enough to where they could punt and pin the Broncos back in their own end zone. And you know, major props to the Ravens for you know having to deal with that uh, Lamar Jackson's injury and pivot their game plan to really just trying to pin the Broncos down at their own uh, end zone. And, you know, the Broncos, man, I would just fire your head coach. I'm sorry, but uh, Hackett's not working out there. And I would be surprised if he still has a job next year. I mean, right now it's a complete disaster and – it would just be better to scrap the coaching staff and bring in someone who knows how to use Russell Wilson because right now the head coach has no idea how to use him at all. And the second game I want to talk about, as I mentioned, was the Browns versus the Texans. So for those who don't follow the NFL that much, the Browns um, traded for Deshaun Watson. And Deshaun Watson's been out for most of this year because of all the allegations of sexual assault among the massage therapists he's been seen. And, you know, I don't condone that behavior, but he went through the process of having to sit out most of this year, having to go through a bunch of stuff that the NFL made him do. And, you know, I don't know what his future holds, if he's going to be in the league much longer, but he's got a five-year deal, um, and he has to sit out most of this year. So... He used to play for the Houston Texans, and then when this whole thing came out, Houston benched him for um, someone else. I can't remember the name of the QB. And then during the uh, last offseason, you know, they were trying to get rid of Deshaun Watson because they didn't want that type of character on their team. And the the Cleveland Browns traded for him, and basically the Houston Texans just, you know, took whatever, um, or the Cleveland Browns took whatever the Houston Texans wanted to get him and then sign him to a five-year, $100 million deal. Um, and, you know, Deshaun Watson's first game back was against his old team. It's just kind of weird. But the Browns did pretty good with Deshaun Watson in at QB. And, you know, I I, I know they're not going to be in the playoffs this year. They're basically eliminated. Um, but, you know, it'll be interesting to see how they finish out the season because you might get a season – 
uh, preview of next year of what they're going to be like. The defense needs some work. I mean, they gave up a bunch of yards over the season. And it, just keep an eye on the Cleveland Browns because, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did draft a QB if more allegations keep coming out against Deshaun Watson. I mean, I, I wouldn't be, want to be stuck with that deal if I were the Cleveland Browns personally. I think they made a mistake at train for him. Jacoby Brissett, the QB who basically took over from week one on, I mean, that poor guy, I mean, he deserves to finish out the season at QB. I mean, the guy put his heart and soul out there every week on the field to get this team some wins. And, you know, when, you know, it came around to last, or, yeah, week 13, they basically told him, you know, when Deshaun Watson's available to play, he's playing, you're going to be the backup. Personally, I think Jacoby Brissett should be the starter. And, you know, I hope that he gets in our shot with an NFL team because that guy is so humble and he works his butt off to get his team a victory. I know it didn't work out in Indianapolis or Cleveland, but, I mean, the guy is a professional and he handled it with classes. You know, he handed the reins over to Sean Watson in Week 13. But, you know, it is what it is. Um... And I can't wait to see what the Clue of Browns look like as the season wraps up. Now that's it for this week of Sweet Sports Talk. Tune in next week. We'll talk about week 14 in the NFL. And, you know, some of the college football bowls that are coming up in the month of December here.